This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. How does it work? You pick two to six players and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Didn't get your picks in before the game started? No problem. You can get in the game for the second half. Sign up today using promo code FOOTBALL and get your first deposit instantly matched up to $100. Go to pricepicks.com or download the mobile app and enter code FOOTBALL to get your deposit match. Some restrictions do apply. See the website for details. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now one minute on the counter-attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Well, welcome to the uh, <laughs> Do Not Scratch Your Eyes Twitter Spaces. Um, I'm Pete from You Wants TV uh, YouTube channel, and I'm sitting in for Justin, who is at a birthday celebration. So, do bear with me whilst I try to uh, man the controls for the first time. Probably very badly, I imagine. We want to hear your thoughts uh, following today's nil-nil draw at Old Trafford, um, and also want to hear after that what was your favourite away performance from a Watford side in your time following the Hornets. So. If you're a regular contributor or you want to tell us what your thoughts on the Hornets are today, um, well, this season or whenever, just kind of press request and we'll be trying to get you in. Right, let's see who we can uh, who we can get in first of all. Carl, are you with us, Carlos? How are we? How are we? Uh, how are we? I'm nervous because I'm trying to I'm trying to co-pilot this for the first time. And it's, yes. Let's face it, it's all going to go wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, well, I mean, for, for all those who are listening, um, if you're not familiar, <laughs> no opinion is too strong. No opinion is definitely too wrong. Um, and we want to hear what you think about, you know, um, everything today and otherwise. So uh, do let us know. Carlos, what did you make of that so far? Well, uh, where do I, let me just start by saying um, I did something terrible. I didn't go up. I had a ticket. I decided after the Palace game that it wasn't for me and I my time would be better spent pottering around the house. Um, having watched it uh, via a, a source that shall uh, stay 
unnamed. I must say, um, incredibly, incredibly pr- proud of that performance. I think defensively, we were superb today. We, Of course, we had a little bit of luck. Um, you know, Man United weren't firing on all cylinders by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, what I think the best way to sum it up for me is what a bonus point that could be. I, I think it's huge. I mean, for anybody who didn't see it earlier on, Leeds continued their free fall by losing 4-0 at home to the Spuds. Um, <laughs> and the rumours are that Marcelo Bielsa might lose his job. Um, for good or for bad. Um, but, I mean, he's got got him on such a good run. We hope he joins them with us. Southampton beating New, uh, Norwich last night was super. Palace, um, I believe, have they drawn one They've one? drawn one all, yeah, one all. Yeah, which is, which is something. And Brentford's spiral continues whilst Newcastle look like they're pulling away. Yeah. So, as you say, that particular point was really... <laughs> really something to have. I think I think there hasn't been such a charm defence since, well, Prince Andrew, really. Um, <laughs> in terms of, I mean, Ronaldo had hit the post on five minutes. There was a, there was an offside um, goal disallowed on around 15, as I remember. Um, I was, I was watching it on a feed and like anything, Ronaldo puts the ball in the net and then the screen freezes. Yeah. So for about four minutes, I was swearing profusely till contact was reattached. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, how that we do. If anybody wants to join in too, please, um, you know, put in a request. Ian Hemel, I can see you there. I'll be, uh, I'll be getting you in in just a moment. But if anybody wants to, uh, to join in, just hit the request and we will have you on and get your opinion um i mean i thought loser today uh, you know was the, was the person who held the ball the best and the most uh, most competently and probably gave me less heart attacks than anybody else yeah i, um, I, I think peter for, for me there was a couple of opportunities we had and with a little bit more quality and, and we've, we've got the tools it's just for me we, we're just picking the silly passes that you know and that that final that final play but you know, we had opportunities today as well. This, you know, just just not just the defensive side of the game. There, there, there was certainly an opportunity for us to nick something there today. Yeah, it was. I thought I thought it was frustrating um, that we didn't kind of really work the, those those breaks out better. I thought yeah. kind of decision making looked a bit poor, and so Josh, especially in the first half, Josh and Ishmael Asar didn't seem to want to try to contest a header if their life depended on it at one stage. Uh, but it was a bit frustrating. Uh, Hemel, um, if you come off mute, um, you can uh, you can let us have your say. What do you think, Hemel? Um, well, I was listening to it on the radio, and it was um, it was all United really. It just looked like we just parked the bus, and I've never thought Watford would successfully park the bus, which I was quite impressed with. Um, yeah, just just a good performance. It's I think mentally as well for the team um, after that horrid um, result against Crystal Palace. I think it's um, yeah, it's a good result. Um, and all we need to do now, because knowing Watford, um, they might get battered the next game. So we just got to make sure we keep some momentum going. That's it for me. That that's that's very brilliantly put. I think it, it's about consistency. Uh, we, you know, um, I I saw today four goals in nine games for us. Something like that. We we need to be scoring more goals. I think Roy has certainly been working defensively. We're a lot better, uh, despite obviously the, the the Crystal Palace game. But I, I think getting some sort of consistency in in the in these games that are coming up. We've got some tough games. Arsenal, of course, up next away at Wolves, Southampton. You know the the, the list just keeps coming, but. What a what a great great point! I, I can't uh, underestimate that. What a fantastic point today. I mean, we've said or been saying since since Roy came in that 
we know what he gives you in terms of premiership points. Wherever he has been, he's given somewhere between 1.2 and 1.3 points per game. This last week, Villa was obviously the, the, the high of the week. I mean, how, how could it not be? Got us the three points. Palace was the woeful, woeful low. But that point today means that we basically got one point, you know, what, 1.3 points per game this week. That makes it a good week. Yeah. You know, that one point takes it above that. Otherwise, it was one point and that's not taking us where we want to go. Yes, there are a number of people who will look at that and say, how on earth did we get away from that uh, with, with a point? But we'll take it. Um, and obviously, those Watford fans have got a long drive home, but that clean sheet will make it better for them. They made some great noise. Um, you know, well done for those who went. There, it's there, was great. A, there was a great song as well that I heard, How Shit Must You Be, We Beat You 4-1. <laughs> which is always Brilliant. a pleasure I, I do feel obviously very sorry for the Man United fans because they've got the longer drive to go all the way to Surrey yes so, well yeah. they've, they've, got, they've got further to travel than the Watford fans absolutely absolutely right let's get uh, let's add Ian I'm just adding you in sir so you just uh, come off uh, come off uh, put your mic on at the bottom when you're ready to join in how are you yeah I'm good just um, I'm, I'm good thank you very much Peter how are you Oh yeah, no, better. Kind of fraught a little yes. bit, really. After that. that, it was all it was it was all rather tense because we get our bodies in the way, or rather, Ishmaela, uh, uh, sorry, um, loser, and especially Sissoko in the last ten minutes. And I know Sissoko is like Marmite, and a mm. lot of people think he does some very bad things. I don't disagree on occasions, but there was a there was a few times there when he kind of he properly manned up and yeah. and got the ball and ran it out of. Um, out of danger. There was one time when he ran it out to the right and then cleared the ball inside and then realised, oh Christ, I've made the position worse and haired back inside. But that notwithstanding, he was he was really good. He was, um, I think th- I think I think uh, Ken coming on for Josh for, uh, for Josh King um, <laughs> uh, showed, showed why he he'd selected Josh King, who had a very very frustrating and a very poor game, I thought. But then Ken came on. And I thought was was problematic, and cleverly had the same thing with with um, with Kuchka coming on because Kuchka came on and simply refused to keep the ball or keep it simple. Mm. And there were a couple of times when I thought we might be driving away with with three points if he could actually thread a pass to Ishmaela, but uh, to no avail. Who was who was who, who were you three you three guys on the call? Who do you think your man of the match was today? Well, Samir was incredible, wasn't he? He, he had he had yeah. such a such a good game. But I'd, I'd like to give a an honourable mention, if you like, to Ngakia, because sometimes in games he can look a little bit lost. But I thought he played really well today. He didn't look out of out of place at all or in awe or anything of who he was up against. He held his own re- really well. Um, and I don't, don't know if it was a fitness bit or a tactical bit to bring him off. But um, I thought Ngakia had a really good game today, really good. Super. I'll get the same thing from yourself, Hemel, and the same for you from you, Carlos. Um, Taylor Mud Army Pidge will be with you in a moment, as we were with you, Thomas. Thanks very much for requesting. Um, Carlos, who do you think man of the match for you? Uh, Samir, for me at the back, I thought he, he, he was um, fantastic. Um, great shout there for Ngakia. I thought Ngakia did did really well. A little bit um, obviously worried, you know, with, with what he was going to be facing today. And he, and as Ian just said, he can look so out of place sometimes, and you just think, God, you know, come on, man. Um, but today, brilliant. And I, and I, yeah, I, I can't stress how big a point that could be for us. That's I, I, it's put me in a very good mood, although I wasn't there because I couldn't face it. But I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a happy hornet uh, this Saturday afternoon. 
Hemel, who would you who would you call out? Um, I'd actually call out the, the the back four to be fair because they parked the bus well. <laughs> but no, uh, in in particular, yeah, Samir uh, really composed. Um, and also, like they were saying even on the radio that you know, loser. As soon as he got the ball, you know, he he could have like he could have absolutely like hoofed it out, but he really had that composure to run the ball out, um, and that really kind of helped our you know helped us defensively as well. So yeah, that was good. I think I think I described Truce de Kong on the ball as being a player that I needed beta blockers for. And, <laughs> and in fairness, lose, loser, I think I do as well. But the end result is he keeps the ball. But he manages to get his body in the way and turn in a way that's, that's, that's really great to hear. Uh, that's really great to see, sorry. And kind of yeah. just allows us to retain the ball for those, those moments, those seconds. Um, we have also joining with us um, Pidge from TaylorMade Army. Um, TMA TV. Pidge, how are you now? I'm good, mate. Thanks, uh, thanks for letting us come on again, mate. Um, well, I'm, I'm really pleased with that, mate. Uh, we had to ride our luck at times, but, you know, that's what you've got to do in, uh, against any team, especially if you're going to Old Trafford. And uh, was that three clean sheets out of four now away? Uh, just let's hope we can go against Arsenal next Sunday and don't do what we usually do at home and cock it up after a decent performance. So, um, I, I, yeah. I agree with people um, that were saying about Ngaki. I mean, apart from the one or two passes that were sloppy, I think in total, I thought he played really, really well. And I thought Samir's, that was by far his best game for the club. I thought he was excellent today. No, I couldn't I couldn't disagree with you. I thought uh, Ngaki was it, it, a bit unfortunate for him coming off. Yeah. I think it was, he, he just bought Sancho on. And then he moved Cathcart outright now. We know Cathcart is a relatively safe pair of hands and has performed mm. some some really good performances there. But I was really worried he was going to be stripped for pace at that point. What did you think at that moment? Oh, God, so did I, mate. But he, he coped really, really well, to be fair. And he's a safe pair of hands when, he, when he's on it. And I think a lot of the time he just needs a good dance partner at centre-back for him to um, feel a bit more confident. I think Samir today and him complimented each other very, very well. But I'll tell you what, you know what I'm what I'm like with Kuchka. I'm always a big fan of his and always try to defend him. But oh my God, he does so well to win the ball back. And then he don't put his head up. Like you always say, Sunday league thing, you put your head up and look where you're passing it. And like you said, if only you could know how to thread a ball to Saar, we could have we could have scored. We could have caught him on the break because he done so well yeah. in getting that ball, winning that ball. And yeah, it's just it, uh, not just him, it just really frustrates me that happens because you know if we could hold the ball up like Loser does now, and I'm more confident every time Loser plays. To be fair, because he's one of the one players that really looks to play us forward and to look positively um, on the counter attack. But um, yeah, if he only if he can hold the ball up a bit better and look for a decent ball, which were five yard, there were five yard balls. This is what annoys me. Because he knows we're under pressure. If he could just take the sting out of their attacks, then, yeah, he would have had a very good game today. But I was gutted for Sarr near the end because, I mean, what a, what a goal that would have been if that had gone in. Yeah, that would have been something special, wouldn't it? Definitely not. <laughs> it really would be. I did worry at times with Sarr that, that kind of, he, he's one of those players that almost, if you show him the outside and let him go one way, i.e. away from goal, he'll just carry the ball. He'll just keep running. He'll keep running. And he won't actually think about how he's going to open anything up necessarily. Yeah. Um, and, and often he, look, he, looks, he looks more dangerous when he cuts inside and he's jinking across and they don't quite know what's going to happen. But I thought he, I thought he and Dennis as well put in genuinely a real shift. Mm. And the difference in, in shape 
in terms of in terms of the cohesion of the shape today versus against Aston Villa. And this does not withstand the fact that we rode our luck today. You know, as I say, we, we had we had we played a couple of get out of jail free cards on, on, on occasions there. But I thought they worked really hard. Um, if I was probably picking out a man of the match, I would probably look not far from from Ben Foster. I thought he had a he, won it a, well, he, he cut out. He, he did. He, I'm not. I'm not surprised because yeah. it wasn't just the shots on goal, but the fact that he was and one of the you know the, the big backman versus kind of you know Foster debate has been about who will command their box oh, and no who will come who will come out of this. Yeah, he'll come out of the six-yard area, and he was playing like a deeper sweeper on occasions today. Oh, way, if, uh, I was was playing, if I was playing um, Sunday League, top-level Sunday League again, um, I'd, I'd literally turn around and every single time I'd be screaming at Backman if he was a if he was a keeper in that level because he would not command any confidence from me. I would know with Foster if he shouted for the ball, I'd either be clattered or either way he'll get it. I, I'd have total confidence in him defending defending the box if I was a centre-back. And there's not really a debate in terms of commanding the box. I think shot-stopping, Backman, you know, in times he did show that quality, but overall he's still got tons to learn. And, um, yeah, very, very quickly, because I can't see Foster staying too long at the club, which is a shame because I still think he's got at least another year in him. But, um, yeah, I'm de- I've definitely, like Cole said, I'm definitely more confident going into Arsenal next Sunday. But, um, pessimistic is probably the right word for it, but yeah, I'm, I'm certainly, I'm like, so I'm always, I'm always doing my pitch predictor two one every time we play. So, my <laughs> head always says something else. Obviously, a different result, but my heart, I always give it with my heart because um, I always look, grasp onto that final straw. Can we, can we win this game when you know pretty much it's probably dead and buried? But yeah, today, well done to the lads. Full, full credit to them. Yeah. Absolutely. Pidge, you're on tonight at what time? Eight o'clock? Yes, please. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I'll post that up on Twitter and all the usual social um, next week. We've got um, Sir Ray's back on with me, possibly have um, one or two guests from either the United side or um, Watford side. And yeah, we'll just get all your views and opinions on YouTube and Facebook. Eight o'clock is normal. Um, and yeah, thank you ever so much, guys, because you, um, you know, uh, Nuance TV and Do Not Scratch Your Eyes, good friends of TMA TV. So um, definitely we'll plug them as well. No, it's a pleasure. Anybody who uh, is about either later on or you can catch it on uh, the TMA YouTube channel later on in terms of the replay and the review of that uh, is, is always worth a shout. Thomas, we're just going to be uh, coming to you, sir. Thank you for being patient. There. Yes, if anybody else wants to join in, Cheers, Pitch. You take care now. Uh, if anybody else wants to join in or has anything to say today about today, please come on, let us know. Also, what we're looking for is your favourite away performances from your time following Watford. Um, let's go to, um, let's see, Carl, when, where would you kind of put your favourite away performance that you can kind of, that immediately comes to mind? And then Thomas will be with you, sir. Oh, God, you put me on the spot there, Peter. Uh... Absolutely. I'm going to say, actually, quite quite a recent one. Um, Walt Mazzari times, um, the West Ham away game at their, uh, their new state where we were 2-0 down and went on to win 4-2. That, that's one I, I, I particularly remember. The infamous Rabona cross from, yes. uh, from Payet. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that absolutely yeah, yeah. hacked everybody off completely. I yeah. do recall. Yes, no, that, that was a great one. And, of course, it was that, that goal that... Uh, uh, from from Deeney, where he kind of hung it in in at the back post, which yeah. was which was such a shame to see the Hammers capitulate there. Um, my <laughs> my my sincerity may not be holding up. Thomas, sir, you are with us now. If you want to just uh, 
press that mic button at the bottom left and you should be able to notice. How are you, Thomas? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm very happy after that. (laughs) Good man. Yeah, I mean, we rode our luck today, that's to say the least. However, it was a better improvement, definitely an improvement from Wednesday. It was an all right game. Defensively, we were actually quite good. We're still open. We still let balls through a lot and there is improvements to be made. But it was definitely progress. That's what we need. That's what's going to maybe give us hope. But that point, massive, I think. Yeah. Bearing in mind our track record at Old Trafford is... Shocking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, performances, we've had some decent performances up there, but we've always fallen short of bringing something back since, what, I think it was 87, something like that. Yeah. Um, and, of course, the, 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 the famous Luther uh, 2-1 win in 78, for all of those old enough to remember that... But other than that, it's not been a happy hunting ground. And I think the solidity of Roy's setup, getting us those, those that, that point um, to, to kind of eke us a little bit further, I'm not going to say towards safety. Um, who, who, who was your man of the match, Tom? I'd say probably either Foster or Samir. They were both brilliant. Foster made incredible saves. Samir just threw himself at the ball every time. That last 20 minutes, nerve-wracking, but he was completely solid throughout. Superb, Thomas. Have you got have you got an away performance that, uh, that 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 you recall as being particularly standout in your time following the Hornets? Oh, um, that West Ham game was good. That Carl says that was pretty good. Um, if you count the Wembley semi cup final, that was one of the best days of my life. Ever. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that that's, that's a good call. That is um, a shout. Yeah, or even this season five two at Everton. That was incredible. Were you there? Uh, yeah, I was up there. Good man. Good man. Right, just before we go, thank you for that, Thomas. Um, uh, we might come back to you for a little bit more. Ian, I'm going to come to you for your uh, away game so far of your following and Hemel as well in just a minute. But first of all, um, on the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes Twitter feed, there's always a what's your five word uh, match review. Let's have a look at some of those. Uh, Chris Bone came out with four points from Mank United. Oh, no, Mank Untied. I'm sorry. I, my momentarily dyslexia there. <laughs> um, <laughs> from uh, uh, Sapana Lee said, uh, not sure how to feel. I think, I, think, I think you're probably right there with all of us because... It was a get-out-of-jail-free card, especially after the Villa game. Um, I'm not surprised, feeling kind of just just a bit strange about it, because what do you take a look at it? And I think Brian Edwards sums it up beautifully. Daylight robbery at Old Trafford. And then he has four laughing emojis, which I think is just a nice touch. Classy, Brian. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, if you want to join in, just uh, just hit the request button. It's always great to hear what you're thinking at the moment. Um, Ian, Ian, you're still with us, I think, there. What, uh, what 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 away performance do you think might rival you know today's uh, kind of point grab at, uh, at Old Trafford? Well, Thomas has uh, uh, stolen my thunder, but it is the the FA Cup um, semi final. Um, nothing brings me more pleasure than seeing an, an upset Wolves fan. Um, so, and there was about twenty five thousand of them that day. So, fantastic, um, fantastic point there. Well done, Ian. Yeah, yeah. So, so it, it would would be um, it, would, it would be that result. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I forgot about the delight of seeing somebody from the West Midlands emotionally squashed. It's always a delight. <laughs> <laughs> That's very cool. Carl, what do you think we can take from this week into that Arsenal game? I know that Pidge was looking, you know, kind of saying, well, I'm always yeah. going to look pragmatically, always pessimistically. Under Roy, we seem to be better set up away from home with no expectation of, 
going forward and trying to play from the crowd. Yeah. When we're at home, what are your thoughts? Yeah, that's the big thing, Peter. I think, I mean, we we sit very close to each other and you could normally hear my views on our home performances this year. <laughs> I uh, certainly can. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that's the big thing for me. I, I don't understand the home form. I, I think I feel a little bit confused and... Uh, I'm more worried about us playing at Vicarage Road currently than I am, you know, look, going to Old Trafford. I, I, I really, you know, it's a fantastic point. I didn't really think we'd get much, anything out of the game. So it's a bonus. But going into that Arsenal game, and I, and I, I said it at the start of this, we have to get some sort of consistency um, because otherwise it's pointless. What we, you know, what we, we bagged a point today, go back to Vicarage Road and get hammered, you know, three or four, four, one. And we, 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 we're then, all feeling as we did after the Crystal Palace game, it, it's it's pointless. We have to build on it, and and for me, that's that's what I hope and pray Roy can do. Just get you know little steps. Um, I know the, the 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 Crystal Palace game was it was a massive hiccup, but there, there are there are shoots of of positive stuff coming out of that that group of players now. You know, defensively. we're just missing something going forward. The breaks, you know, just our decision-making, I think sometimes just needs to, to, to be turned up a notch. Um, But, you know, it's, it's, it's very fine margins from, from where we are now to, to what we can do against Arsenal. And I just, I I go into that home game fearing um, that for whatever reason, we're just not playing with the confidence there at the moment. I think a lot of it is that the fact that with Roy Roy Ball, as the Crystal Palace fans insisted on calling it, um, on were you, sorry to interrupt. Were you surprised by that? By the way, I don't know if anybody heard that. I was. I was surprised what? by the amount of Crystal Palace fans that actually were quite pleased he'd gone. Well, it was because I because I walked to the ground and then end up catching up with the fella as well, kind of walking away from the ground with the same Crystal Palace fan who was really nice chap. And I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but it really isn't. Um, <laughs> it's not possible. It's, I, know, I know, they do exist. They they, they don't hunt in packs. Um, and he was saying that, you know, whilst they're very grateful, it's almost like the Pozzos, whilst they're very grateful for, for what Roy has done, the number of people who were not renewing season tickets was, was really quite something and quite concerning. Um, and so they knew they needed to be um, far more adventurous in their play than we had been. But we know at this moment in time, what, what we do need is we need clean sheets and then need, need to build something on it. Roy's good at the first, in fairness to him. That's his third clean sheet in, what, six games? Which is, let's face yeah. it, three more than we'd had beforehand. Um, so we, we, we're getting something. We need to we do, we do need to turn those that point into three. And I know it's at Old Trafford, so it's unrealistic today, let's be frank. But, uh, but there we go. Sports now on the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Ashley Blaker, and I'm hosting a new season of the comedy panel show, Never Write Off the Germans, in partnership with my diesel claim. Join me and my esteemed comedy guests as we discuss all that's ridiculous with the greatest show on earth this winter in a host nation with domestic football equivalent to the Isthmian League South. We'll guide you through the tournament, covering everything that's funny with the countries taking part. Whether you're a diehard fan... Or an occasional bandwagon jumper just supporting your home nation until they're embarrassingly knocked out by Iran. Listen on the Sports Social Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. But remember, never write off the Germans. Here at the Sports Social Podcast Network.
the famous Sloping Pitch podcast. We're following the greatest show on earth. But would you like pitch side seats for all the action in Qatar? The heat, the goals, the drama? Well, so would we. But why not join me, Nick Hancock, in Stoke-on-Trent and co-host Chris England in London's SW16. Every game live from England. The famous Sloping Pitch podcast. We think this tournament could be okay. Sport Social. We have a regular contributor in Terry. Terry, if you want to just take your, your mic back on and uh, you can join us. Hi, Terry, how are you, sir, after that? Yeah, yeah, very well, mate. Yeah, how are you? All good? Yeah, all good. Emotionally fried, but other than that, but that's a Watford <laughs> game for you, isn't it? You know, It was, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a brutal watch, that. But, um, yeah, getting a point at Old Trafford is, is magic. And, um, yeah, we've got to continue... Well, we've got to get something out of the next game if we can, if, even if it's a point. And then we've got some fairly kind um, games ahead of us. But, um, yeah, fantastic, mate. I'm really happy with that. I think um, we probably couldn't have asked for much more um, with our current form. But, again, we lose 4-1 to Palace at home and then go to Old Trafford and get a point. It's just the season's... <laughs> it's, it's just so typical of Watford, isn't it, Terry? It is. Yeah, <laughs> massively, mate. I think I said to you in mess in the, in, the, in in your inbox the other day we'll probably go and win this because yeah. it's just how we are but obviously we didn't but um yeah I think there was there's some positives again uh, like you boys said a minute ago we've we, we've got we've got to have something better up front I don't know where that's going to come from um, if he's going to mix it up maybe start playing Jao Pedro through the middle or Dennis and putting Pedro on the wing but. Yeah, Pedro, yeah, Pedro made the bench today. Um, yes. and, and something that was, and I'm not trying to find a, a cloud in a silver lining of a result here, uh, but it was quite weird because um, Kalu didn't make the bench, who was our only attacking purchase in the window. And he's made the bench once and then he's been dropped for, for Pedro, I'm presuming, to bring back in. But, you know, you this guy, when he's played at Bordeaux, is absolutely rapid. And one of the things yeah. we're looking to try to do is, is hit teams on the break. You'd think that would be useful. Um, but it was, yeah, the, the, at one stage in the first half, they, they, it, it came up on what I was watching, which was, you know, the possession stats for the last five minutes. And what they'd done, they did what Palace were doing to us. They kind of kept switching it left to right, left to right. And they had, in that five minutes, United had 93% possession. And wow. it's like, it's like, I was like kind of, you know, going up and hitting the telly on the side of it to see if it was broken or something. Nobody does that. Yeah. I mean, you know, they had 93% possession when they kicked off. Not, uh, yeah, but this was halfway through. Um, and, but it just shows how much organization and kind of literal kind of resistance and resilience that they, there can be in that team. Yeah. We, we, know, we know it can go to ratchet in a minute because we saw that against Palace. Uh, and let's all be honest, I think if that, you know, goal, if that ball hadn't hit the post in the first five minutes, if the ball hadn't been off, you know, offside for Ronaldo, we we know that we would have been struggling to get back in there. Yeah. But whilst, whilst we kept it to nil-nil and with the kind of defensive resilience and those two banks of, well, one was four and one was five most of the time, it's got, it's got to make you hope, surely. Absolutely. Uh, they ended up with 25 shots um, against us, only three on target. I think Ben Foster had a fairly decent game, didn't he, today? Um, he, did. he did indeed. So, yeah, I mean, we've just got to carry playing. You know, we didn't win, but let's at least take the positives that we didn't lose. And it was Man United at Old Trafford. Um, we've got Arsenal at home next. Anything's possible there. Then we've got some, they're not kind games, are they? But you'd like to think we might get something out of um, the games following that, 
Yeah, I just hope, mate, that, that, you know, Roy Hodgson's obviously given them a rollicking after Palace at home and and, and they've, they've, they've sort of answered today. We, we was lucky <laughs> at times, but when you've got players like Ronaldo and Paul Pogba and they brought Sanchez on, you're holding them boys off getting a goal. That's almost a small victory today, isn't it, really? I couldn't yeah. agree with you more, mate. I really I couldn't. Take them however they come, mate. Absolutely. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Four couldn't points more. at United. So, yeah, the season's, you know, there's still a lot of games to go. There's there's positives from today. We need to forget about Palace. That was hor- horrible. And just go for it. We've got Wolves, Southampton, haven't we? Then Everton. Everton, if we can beat Everton, I'll be That's, buzzing. Do you know what? I've got a sneaky suspicion, mate. That could be a massive game. An absolute massive game because they're, they're, they're not out of it by any stretch of the imagination. They've got Man, Man City today. They have indeed. And, I, you know, you look at that league table, I, I'll tell you what, that could be huge, that game. Depending yeah. on, obviously, the results that between now and then that we pick up. But, yeah, no, great point. I think this um, this, this season's going to finish, the, the relegation battle, I reckon, may finish last game of the season. Necessarily not us being in it. Um, but if we are, I, I do think there's going to be a couple of the teams. Um, it'll be last game of the season. We'll dictate who goes if down. We, if we need three points at Stamford Bridge on the last game of the season, I will demand that Chelsea uh, are not allowed to play the game and we're given the three points because of their Russian owner. <laughs> we might not even make it that far. Yeah. Let's be <laughs> we might all be very small atoms by then. You never know. Yeah, um, yeah, and and we know obviously that any any kind of uh, self pitying Watford fan this you know this week is going to feel pretty stupid because it the the, the dreadful uh, goings on in Ukraine puts everything into perspective. But yes. let's be honest, football yes. has never been about keeping things in perspective. Um, no. And it's and it's always been the most important thing of all the things in life that are completely unimportant, really. It still comes Absolutely. down to it. 22 yeah. men kicking a bag of wind around on a park. I just happen to love it. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. And it, it, I think for everyone, you know, we, 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 love, we love football. But like you say, with, with things going on in the world, we appreciate a lot more now that, you know, a football result, can't be the reason uh, that we have a shit day or week or you know 15 minutes after the game you're allowed to have the ump kick swear and scream but um yeah no reason to to feel too hard done by yeah, absolutely all um, right terry, be- terry terry before you go i yes. want your your standout away performance uh, away result that you remember in your time following the hornets and it, it can't be the Wolves game, and it definitely can't be West Ham no, because no too many pressure, people are going. No pressure, that Terry. No oh pressure. man, I went no to right the game. Or wrong answer. It was um, we played Villa away a couple of years ago, and we went one nil down. Was it twenty? Oh man, I can't remember. I was very drunk. The German market was on. <laughs> it was. Oh, it was oh, that the, was um, was that Kiko Sanchez Flores time? I believe so. Yeah, the, the the Christmas market was on in Birmingham, and I had a couple of them large. Um, the Stargers, they did, yeah, and I'm not a drinker. And I went in there after that, and uh, yeah, I don't remember the first half, but I remember leaving the game, and and I'm sure Deeney scored in front of yes. the Villa fans. So that for me, only because I was there, but um, yeah, that was he, a good day out. That he got two and he launched it up in front of the whole. That's thing, the one, that, mate. That's the one. I yeah, think that, that boy Troy Deeney, he hates the Villa. <laughs> <laughs> Can I um just very quickly? Absolutely, um, far away, mate. Uh, do, what what do you boys think about um, Suzoko and is, and do you think he's vocal enough as a captain? 
He's not. Um, he's not my choice. He, you know, but I, I, yeah. I, I kind of think at the moment, who, who's in that team that's a, a real leader? I, you know, I'd, yeah, really, I'd, yeah. I'd really struggle, Terry, to sit down with you and sort of tell you we've got you know three or four leaders in that team. Uh, you know, I'd really struggle. Yeah, I when think. Gone. Uh, Gone. Go yeah. Sorry. So, um, when we was. Um... When I was at Vicarage Road, what was it, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and we played Palace, I didn't see, he's not he's not as vocal as historically like Deeney was and stuff like that. And obviously they're completely different players. But the nice thing is with uh, having your captain in the middle of the field, he can sort of look back and say to the defenders, right, well, you need to be there, you need to be there. And he can look forward and say, no, you get into that bit of space and you get that. A lot like Deeney used to, although obviously you could only really dictate... Um, where the um, the forwards were and the midfielders were, just because of obviously his position on the pitch. Yeah. And then I watched someone like Will Hughes, who I don't believe was the captain for Palace the other night, but he was so vocal. He's always throwing hand gestures out and um, being encouraging to to his teammates. Um, and I just think someone like every every footballer needs that. Every footballer, you know, Roy Hodgson's not very vocal off the bench. Um, there was a there was a point the other night where I could hear Vieira. I was sitting um, in the stand opposite Vieira, and I could hear him shouting. We don't have that, but I think we need that. We need there has to be a leader of the eleven lads on the pitch. Um, uh, I mean, it's you know? it's an, it's it's a it's a great question, and I think it, I think it was Ricky who uh, who's quite often a, a regular listener, and she yeah. contributed on Wednesday and just said, "Look, I'd really like Troy Deeney come back because I'd like him to come back and score some goals." And I and I think in part of that was missing the leadership element yes. that you just mentioned. Yeah, I, th I think, and we had a chat about this on one of the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcasts with Luther. You know, the the man Luther, who actually said, "Well, what about you know what about Sissoko?" Because you, from from a point of view of a captain, you need somebody who's always going to be on the team sheet. Yeah, and at the, and at the time before, obviously, our you know before uh, Samir had come in, etc. Uh, you know, who's who's going to be regularly on the on the on the team sheet? Uh, True to Kong, well, please no. Um, you know, and let alone giving him the captain's armband, he's not necessarily the person we wanted playing at the time. And then you look through the rest of the team and you think, well, who is always going to appear? You've got Backman and you've got Foster going, you know, kind of toe to toe for for, for the position. You weren't guaranteed who was going to play. Who else was going to play in midfield? Are yeah. we going to have one of the forwards? And I think it almost came down to we'll go with him because one. He's won a World Cup. Secondly, he's been there. He's done it. He's been in a Champions League and therefore he's, he does that. And I appreciate that Sissoko's contribution um, is, shall we say, it's contested. It's it's a bit Marmite, you know, whether, yeah. whether or not people like him or not. He runs the ball superbly. He doesn't necessarily pass the ball so wonderfully. And we know how endangered anybody is if they're in proximity to the uh, to the corner flag when he shoots. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, but, but um, I, I said at the start today, you know, I thought he put in a, an absolute shift and had a couple of occasions where, he, you know, he ran the ball out when we were doing that little tippy-tappy stuff in, in the in the penalty box, which kind of gives you a heart attack, he kind of went, no, I'm going to man up and push it out. So I think he's doing it in that way. I think the difference that you saw on Wednesday night was a, a young manager who's got players who he's got a good attachment to who were trying to play in a certain way. And yeah. he had he had a good midfield in there. I think Kuyate is very, very useful. We know what Will Hughes can do, but he pushed on. And McGregor is, is quality. There's a reason why Chelsea are not get letting rid of that lad. He's very useful. And they, they played us tactically 
very, 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 very well. Yeah, and I think yeah. I think the shape went to went to pieces, especially in uh, across the middle, which was which was a real shame to hear. But uh, but there yeah, we go. they they were completely set up. I mean, they stopped us sort of getting down the wings. Really, we 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 said after the game, you know, um, that tactically they were set up very well against us. Saar didn't really get a look in, did he? But um. But yeah, that was my only. That's my only thinking is you know, do we need someone that's a, just a bit more vocal? He's got the potential of being a great leader. Obviously, he's he's a very um, he's a mature player. He's 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 done great things for club and country. So you'd you'd think he'd know he'd know the format to get the best out of his um, his teammates. But hope, hopefully we, we'll we'll get someone um, or, or or you know it happens while while he's still a captain. Yeah, I think I, I said the same thing about um, when when we had Cisco and when we had uh, Ranieri is that on the continent, the captain's role isn't considered that important. It's, it's almost like an honorary thing. In, in Italy, yeah, for example, yeah, yeah. it just goes to the person who's the oldest uh, or the one with the most caps. Um, but but now you've got Hodgson there. I think he's just gone with whoever was in place at the time, to be honest with you. So yeah, we'll, we'll, totally. See. Totally. we'll see. All right, mate. Terry, thank you. Off, but thank you for having me on. Terry, always a pleasure, mate. Thank you very Thank much. You. Now, we, we have someone. Have, have we got, I'm suspecting, that this might be Justin? Afternoon. How we doing? Oh, you couldn't stay away. No, I couldn't stay away. How are you doing? Who are you? With... Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> Hello, Carlos. Well, <laughs> there we go. Four points out of six against Man United. That can't be bad. I didn't actually see much of the game. I was trying to watch it while I was having a... A spot of lunch and a spoons. Uh, I did have it on, on my phone. Um, there was an offside goal. Is that right? There was. There was. Um, and then I was listening to it in the car, uh, sort of coming down to where I'm staying for the evening, and it didn't seem like there was very much in it. They had a lot more shots, apparently, only a couple on target. Listen, we got four points out of six from Man United. That's got to be good. But you know, it's now. The hope that kills you again, isn't it? That's the thing. It is. I've... We were talking about the, 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 the stats, and they're very similar to, to the Aston Villa game last week, where we kind of frustrated them, kept them, at, at, you know. Now, let's, let's be honest, United got a lot closer than Villa did uh, in terms of one, you know, hitting the frame of the goal and, and were kind of in and around the 18-yard box. But that kind of frustration, but keeping the, keeping the efforts low was something. We, we think there's, there's something in the fact that, at home, there's a bit different level of expectation because Roy's two home games so far have left quite something to be desired. Do you yeah. think there's anything in that? No, I think that's absolutely right. I think um, at home, we've been very badly treated, to be honest, by Roy. So, you know, it can only get better, <laughs> I guess. But, yeah, I'm not unhappy with um, with a draw. Should I just go through some of the five-word match reviews that have come through? Mate, go for it. I, I've done a couple. I've done a few. Okay, um, well, so if you go from the bottom up, then you'll be fine. I go from the bottom up. So stop giving us any hopes. Come in from Adam Bronkhurst. Um, smash and grab four pointer from Natasha Wright. Uh, not show, not sure how to fee from. Sorry, not sure how to feel from Soap and Lee. Yeah, uh, and then there's more of the uh, it's the hope that kills you quite thing things. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you know, it's not one to rant on because we haven't lost. Four or five nil. Um, we haven't won, so it's a bit of a reflective Justin, one. Justin, there's, there's, 
there's a bigger question to ask, my friend. Uh, have you snuck out of the wedding to do this? Is your wife aware that you're currently stood outside in the cold talking? <laughs> to well, it's actually a mate's 50th uh, that doesn't start till a little bit later on. Um, we've only just really got to the hotel, so uh, I thought I'd have a quick listen and pop on and say hello. And I'm going to appear again now, so <laughs> there, I'm there ready is, to go. You, listen. What I've heard, Pete, you've got a job, mate. You know what I mean? You've uh, Yeah, superb, he's, Peter. He's well, isn't he? yeah, if there's well anything that will see yeah. you through, it's a it's it's an absolute refusal to look facts in the face. You're back in roll, that's it, end of. <laughs> um, if, if my, I have to say I have to say my favourite of the five of the five word reviews is from Russ, Visualizer One. And it's my favourite because he's only used four words and two of them are the same. And that, yes. that's a, that's an economy I like. <laughs> outstanding, disciplined performance. Full stop. Outstanding again. Yeah. that's what I like. That's Russ. He, I love the economy kind of, of that. He's my kind of person. My yeah, absolutely, kind of person. <laughs> that's quality. He just went no. It's fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to use a procession of emojis. Oh, I like yes. it. Love it a lot. Love it yeah, a lot. Yeah, no, that's a brilliant one. That is. Yeah. Anyway, listen. I'm going to disappear, chaps. Keep up the good work. I'll uh, I'll catch up with you both soon. Yeah. We will too. See you later. See you soon, mate. See you soon. Bye See you later, mate. Bye. Bye. If anybody else would like to uh, make a point, tell us about uh, an away game that, uh, that 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 they think's worth kind of recalling. Uh, do hit request now, or we will start to wrap it up. We've been going for about forty-five minutes now, um, and, and we'll take it from there. The uh, the if if you haven't yet, go to uh, go to the the, the Twitter feed and uh, <laughs> put in the <laughs> your your five word. Uh, match review question for uh, Carl and anybody else who wants to unmute themselves and have an opinion. Actually, I'll I'll, I'll go to Hemel for this one because he's just requesting and I'm going to let him in. One question I want to ask in midweek and from I think it was probably the Brighton game. Um, there have been some suggestions on Twitter from a number of people that Roy Hodgson has put you know kind of been disrespectful towards the fans in his comments. Anybody's got any thoughts on that, whether or not you want to defend him or whether you want to say, well, you know, I think he's kind of wrong there. Uh, notwithstanding the fact that we've got the nil-nil today, that's an achievement in itself. But what do we think about Roy's interaction with the media with regards to the Watford fans? I've, I, well, I, I think he's um, just a little bit, I don't know, a bit soft around the... Uh, no, not soft, that's, that's incorrect. Hard around the edges in the sense of he doesn't care. You know, he's there. He's very much there to do a job for six months. He's very much there just to keep us in the league. Anything above and beyond that with relationship-wise, with, you know, I know as a club we're very much used to the fact that we don't see managers for very long. And I think Roy's kind of of the opinion that he's not here for very long, so I don't really need to get involved with the, the you know, all the other stuff that goes with being a football manager. It's just I'm here to do a job. I'm going to get it done. Fingers crossed. Jury's still out, obviously. But, you know, that's where I kind of see it. I, I, I don't read too much into it of what he said. I know from my own experiences that that team has, um, you know, has made me uh, laugh. It's made me cry. It's made me it's, it's brought me everything, you know, from an emotional point of view. Uh, and it cost me a lot of money. And I, I, I still will support it no matter what happens, really. And I don't really care what Roy's got to say, if I'm honest. If he keeps me, keeps us in the Premier League... Uh, I'll love him forever. That's fair enough. <laughs> I think that's entirely reasonable. I think more than anything, he's really short with journalists. I think exactly as you said, he's old in the, you know, he's long in the tooth. He, he you know, he should be, let's face it, as, as you said, visiting garden centres on an afternoon by afternoon basis. Um, and when he gets a question, 
that is just sort of straightforward, hasn't taken any thought about it. You know, just somebody saying anything that, that, that feels to him slightly below the level that he operates. I just don't think he's got any patience for it. Um, on a couple of occasions when when questions were put to him, I think it was by Adam Leventhal, who, 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 and he phrased it as um, along the lines of, so don't quote me here, it was along the lines of, you know, the fans will have asked why you didn't put out the team at the second half at the start of the first half. And he actually turned around and said, well, actually, I've got a lot of time for fans and I kind of agree with their opinions um, uh, a lot of the time. And I have to act as a coach. That's a very journalistic question. And he kind of tends to be, I think, short and abrupt with them. So I I, I, I think we should be giving him the time, um, you know, because, you know, he is, as we know, defensively, he's moving us forward, definitely. Uh, we need to see it move forward and attack. But we know that he takes... Um, I quoted it before, something like eight to 10 games to get everything to start to click. I think we've seen some areas of the pitch really clicking today. And today is a going away and getting a nil-nil result at Old Trafford, despite, you know, everything, as we say, kind of daylight robbery or otherwise, whatever your opinion or, or, or resilient defence, however you want to take it, it's a point and it's a point on the table. No one can now take that away. That's a move in the right direction. If we could get it working at the other end would be really, really something. Okay, Carl. Um, I think we're gonna we're gonna end it up there. Um, wh- there's what are you, there's are you... one very quick thing. There's Please? one very quick thing I need to say, Peter, uh, and it is I'm going out for a celebratory curry now, um, and I will be outside Hemel's house very shortly. So get a move on, son. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for you, mate. Hurry up. <laughs> it's a it's um, a love I've, story. I've I've got um, also I wanted to say about my away day. Um, oh yeah, we, sorry, we, mate. Um, that's right. Um, I would say Bournemouth uh, 3-0 that, um, when we kind of got relegated, unfortunately. But, oh, um, great day. Yeah, yeah. great so, day. Great so, as, as personally, I, I, you know, I've been living it. I was living in Bournemouth for a while when I was at uni. So, I was surrounded by Bournemouth fans giving me lip all the time. <laughs> so, you know, to, to beat them 3-0 away and it was like a relegation battle, it was, it was a great day for me. And I think Kyle agrees as well. What a day. <laughs> That's a that's man, that's man an excellent his, call. A man in his eighties threatened to beat me up in the car park after that game, didn't he? Do you yeah, that? I can I can confirm that. He I'd have, did. He I'd threatened ta- to beat me up in the car park. I'll be honest, Carl. I'd have taken odds on the eighty-year-old. Um, <laughs> I just want to say a huge thank yeah, you to I, I, we, we we have lots of regular listeners on the call. I just want to call out uh, you know who who I've seen before. Uh, you know. Uh, Wayne Lowther, hello, sir. I haven't yet met you down the bunker, but when you're next in, I absolutely intend to. Uh, Gilo Sports, uh, Steve McGuire, everybody who comes on and attends regularly. And if there's anything you want to say, just quickly jump on now. Otherwise, we're going to wrap it up. Um, yeah, from that side, I'm going. I'm going to call out as an away day. I'm going to call out, and I'm going to go back to the dawn of time here. And uh, do let me know if anybody remembers this: the away game in, in a relegation was zone. Was it in colour, Peter? No, was it was in. in it, it was sepia toned, which would make it around the turn ah, of the last century. Um, was was we were in a, a relegation dogfight and with with Glenroder in the what would have been what ninety two ninety no ninety three ninety four season, and we had such great players as. Um, uh, Bruce Dyer, but then he got sold alongside Paul Furlong. And we looked like we were heading to the, you know, absolutely to the drop. And we brought in some fresh players, including Tommy Mooney, Colin Foster and Keith Millen. We went away to Peterborough and it was possibly the worst and yet best game of football I've ever seen because we won it 4-3 with the worst procession of goals and comedy defending that you'll ever see. And I finished sitting down on the Peterborough Terrace 
literally shaking uh, because it was just so horrific slash exciting. I'm definitely going to go with that one because there was a relegation dogfight that we won. Hopefully, we can do the same again. Okay, guys. I, um, I still, I still can't believe nobody's mentioned what Luton. Neil thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure they will. We'll extend it. We'll, we'll extend it out onto Twitter and find out what people think. Anyway, look. Thank you ever so much for uh, for, for for listening in. Um, please do subscribe to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. There is also the vlog, which will I presume is going to be taking a skip this week. Carl? Yes. Yeah. Unless you unless you want to see me in the curry house, I can do one from there. But I don't uh, think it will re- really appeal to, to to many people. But yeah, I'll be back for the Arsenal game. Um, yeah, so looking forward to that. In the meantime, everybody have a lovely weekend. Um, I'm from uh, Uorns TV, so if you find yourself on uh, on Twitter, and if you just haven't had enough of the club, you know, putting out lots of um, <laughs> lots of video of old games, reminding you what it was like to score, then you'll find a lot of stuff on that particular video channel. We had the pigeon earlier on TMA. He'll be live. Uh, again on Facebook and on YouTube at 8 o'clock, so do give him a listen. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend, everybody. And come on, you all. Thanks so much, guys. You all. Thanks. Thanks all, guys. Well done, Peter. Great job, my friend. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.